It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. In the 1902 stage production of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, Dorothy did not have a dog named Toto, but instead a cow named Imogene. Imogene is also the name of a mountain pass in Colorado. So what do you make of that? Cows are cool. But I digress. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Nice. Well, time for a quick rage out. And thanks to James, who is our only member subscriber. Yes. And you too can be a member of Film Rage Community by joining at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get a special episode and content only for members, along with all members that sign up will get a special limited edition Film Rage merch item. Whoa! Uh, if you can't commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a film. And we desperately need more dares. Lastly, make sure you go to our merch site for Film Rage merch, both on TeePublic and Redbubble, both with unique products. Well, shall we dance? Yeah, why not? On the wave of emotional romance. <laughs> And what? We are streaming, Jim. Mm-hmm. Alright, so this week we are going to start with a movie by the name of Lava. Hot Lava. Yeah, so it's a little Argentinian film. Um, originally released, I guess, in 2019, but it is uh, now in English, and it's being released here in 2021. <laughs> uh, and not coming to a theater near you, probably. Probably not. So, yeah, uh, this is. I believe this is available on video on demand, uh, maybe as soon as now. Um, if not, very, very close. Um, yes. Yeah. So this was, uh, we got this. And why did we get this? Why were we so lucky? We got a, we're blessed. Yes. We got a special screening from Rock Salt Releasing. Um, and uh, yeah, we appreciate that. And uh, this is what I Shout thought out. Yeah, go ahead. Shout out. To, Shout out. Ah, yes. Rock Salt Releasing. Cool. Lava is an animated film from Argentina. I think it's a comedy. It has been... <laughs> It has been dubbed into English for mass consumption, with Janine Garofalo voicing the character Deborah, a tattoo artist. The premise, I guess, is about using mass media for mind control? That is, unless you follow the instructions from a magazine that seems like it may be trying to help, but later we learn that maybe that is not the case. So now we have two organizations trying to control the minds of the population. In between this confusion, our characters are having random conversations that never seem to pay off in any way. Also, apparently, if you avoid screens, you can avoid being mind-controlled. But then, one dude seems to have figured out a schedule where you can watch certain things and not be in danger, but you have to avoid your screens at other times, (laughs) or you will definitely be mind-controlled. We also have a giant, we also have giant cats taking over the city, a giant witch and other assorted giant things. Not the least of which is a giant tattooed snake that seems to be the cause of all this mind control. So at the end of the day, I'm not really sure what this unfocused mess was, but I believe it was mostly about the dangers of technology and is a a precautionary tale for all you wieners out there with your fancy walk around phones. Even though this is genuinely one of the most unfocused messes of a movie I've ever seen literally in my life, it was also strangely hypnotic. (laughs) This was a messed up, confusing film with so much going on that nothing was ever truly resolved, yet it kept my attention for the most part. 
for its random, unique vision, and because its weirdness was an escape from the mundane, lava was meh. <laughs> okay. Well, now, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Ditto. No. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I actually love adult animation in general. Uh, I liked a lot of the small details hidden within this cartoon, like the Samsung on the TV when it restarts, or the or the jiggling breast movements of Janine Garofalo's character's breasts as she's moving along. Not sure why I noticed this, but I happened to notice it at one point in the movie. Also, the leg on the gun that they order from the comic uh, that puts together. <laughs> it's just like so many random little tiny pieces. Animation is super basic. And the voices, um, I'm not sure who all the actors were, but they were very eclectic and lots of random stuff that kind of humanizes the characters. Had just the right amount of weird and dog-faced characters to enjoy it. Everything was pretty swimmingly until the end. And then what the fuck was that ending? What was? And then I was like, well, what the fuck was that movie? I liked a lot of this, but I didn't love it. It gets a messed up, fucked up animation for adults. But you may like this, but it's definitely not for the mainstream. It's a meh. Yep. Yeah, so... It was fun. Apparently, the movie's only 62 minutes long, but we got some 80-minute version where we got these weird... Three weird shorts at the end that really aren't related yeah. to anything, so... Yeah, yeah, that was just a bonus, I guess, yeah, for us. Which is nice. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was, it was different. It wasn't. It was true, though, right? It wasn't really a comedy. Like I was expecting nah. it to be a lot funnier. Yeah, but it was just, you know, I couldn't take um, my eyes off it. I mean, I, it's not like I was bored at any time. It was most a hot of the time. Mess. I'm like, what? A, what am I watching? And why am I enjoying it as much as I am? I, <laughs> I should be hating everything I can't, about I this. I can't explain. I really can't. <laughs> But yeah, and just... then, and then you started listening to the Who. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, you got anything else to add to that? Um, no, I think I think people should see it when it comes out. I don't know if I would rent it for twenty five bucks, but I it's worth a rental don't... for like six ninety nine or oh, whatever. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right, Jim, where are we going from what here? Else? We're gonna go pick some cherries. Ooh, I like cherries. I kind of like cherries too. Uh, so cherry on Apple Plus. I wish they. I wish they had a theme song. Mm. Um, cherry drifts from college dropout to army medic in Iraq, anchored only by his true love Emily. Uh, but after returning from the war with PTSD, his life spirals into drugs and crime, and he struggles to find his place in the world. And it's directed by the Russo brothers. So that usually gives you a little bit of, a, you know, there's probably going to be some good in here. Um, Tom Holland, Sierra Brava, Bravo, uh, Jack Rayner. Um, and yeah, I mean, Wow. Uh, what a great way to see Tom Holland playing a different adult character. Music was awesome. The great mix of it throughout the film. Interesting, overlapping story of war, love, mental illness, PTSD, and damage control. I like the ease the story unfolds. I like the first-person dialogue as, as the narrator. Ben, I'm always a little confused when it's only used in certain places. Apparently, little Tommy can act. He's not just Spider-Man. Uh, I really, really love Sierra Bravo. I don't know if you've seen her in anything. Uh, if anyone has seen the TV show Wayne, and I know we don't normally like to talk about TV shows, but this is the only place that I'd seen her before. It only lasted a season, but she is fucking brilliant in that show. And I thought she did it. I think she was underutilized in this movie, but I think she she still did a good job of what her 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 role was supposed to be uh i love the names of things throughout the movie like shitty bank or sergeant whatever uh and they were little they were all kind of through it you you didn't really get to see it unless you were really looking for these names and the things to pop up but i kind of i kind of thought it was kind of cool uh i thought it was really really well done and so subtly done the first time uh watching it i was like what is that bank shitty bank <laughs> like what <laughs> uh, the story, although sad, 
is such a common tale of PTSD and the effects of the young people going to war and how governments just pretend that it didn't happen, that they have this PTSD. The story is harrowing and hollow at times and depressing. And these young actors truly make us take us sorry, on a journey that continually escalates in the deprivation of these characters. If you are expecting to see Spider-Man then buckle up sunshine because this is going to fuck you up. This film is depressing, deplorable, and I will never see Peter Parker ever in the same light ever again. Uh, And that makes this film a mondo. Plus, the final shot is awesome. It's a motherfucking drone shot. Okay, wait a minute. The movie was a fucking mondo, but then they had to add an epilogue. And I personally don't think epilogues should count, This needs to be said right now. I fucking hate epilogues at the best of times. They are normally always dumb and thrown in for people who don't have enough imagination to create and a happy or a sad ending in their mind. Plus, it's an epilogue, which means the story ended and then this is just a wrap up. Plus, someone as cute as Tom Holland, there would have been a lot more shots in the epilogue of him being raped in prison. And that did not happen in this movie. So, was it a true portrayal of what happened? I don't know. I don't want this to happen, but apparently I'm pulling a Bryce here. The epilogue made me change my rating. If this film would have ended before the epilogue, it was a mondo to me. Because of they added it, it changed it to a meh. Favorite line? I was okay with that. I didn't even watch porn you know i jerk off in the port of shitters i didn't even think of other girls i'm not ashamed of this i'm just trying to be good mm. it's a man yeah well there you go uh jim yes why was this film over two hours and 20 minutes long i don't know the answer to that mm. was that including the epilogue yeah, i was including everything over two hours and 20 minutes long. And I it was no too idea. long. It was too long. So I realize it had a lot to say as it tackled issues of op- opioid addiction. And it was, you know, that was fueled by Dr. Whomever carelessly prescribing Oxycontin, as well as the treatment of veterans when they returned from war and the disgrace that was the Iraq war. But come on, two hours and 20 minutes plus. Ugh. Could we not have trimmed some of the overly long scenes and perhaps cut about half of the pre-Iraq war scenes out? Um, My other problem with the film, that this is a gritty story. It's probably as gritty a story as there is to tell, yet I thought the film was a little too slick and somewhat overproduced, taking away from the Mm -hmm. grit that should have been front and center. However, there was a lot of good things in this film, which starts with Tom Holland's performance. He makes this film better than it actually was with his portrayal of this misguided youth turned soldier, turned drug addict, turned bank robber, turned convict. I like the overall story and the development of our main character. Most of what this film set out to do was accomplished, but maybe not as effectively as it could have been with a slightly toned down approach. I think directors Joe and Anthony Russo, who directed Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame, may have been so used to filming these slick entries in the Marvel Universe that they seem to have had trouble dialing it down uh, to where this film needed to be made. Um, This was a more intimate story, uh, and... It was, it was just too slick. This was a well-acted and at times powerful film that was just too slick and too long. It was meh. Well, we got to the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, everything you say, I can't disagree with any of it. And it's funny. Okay, so I want to throw this out to you. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I kind of... I didn't touch on it, but I completely agree with what you're saying about the slickness of this film. I wish it was dirtier and grittier than it felt. So here's a, here's a question for you. What do you think it would have been like if the Safdie brothers directed this film? I would. Right? I would. I, would, I guarantee it would have been Mondo. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I absolutely think it's right. Because it was funny because as I was watching it, I was You know what? That didn't even occur to me. But this is totally like a Safdie Brothers type thing that they they would, yeah. Oh, yeah. This would be be totally up their alley, man. They like the gritty underbelly of everything. Yeah. And and they could have made this movie brilliant. Yeah. Like, it, um, yeah. It, it's your you, the the glossiness that you talk about. Yeah, that's one hundred percent it. It really, yeah, and that's and it took me out of it a little bit because I'm like, you know what? I I know you can do cool things with cameras, and you but you know what? Let's yeah. just let's 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 get a little dirty because that's what this this story is. This story's a little dirty. This story is depressing. This story, yeah, and you know, it's just it was too. Slow. Their house looked too clean. Like everything the, was drug addicts. Clean. Yeah, everything was clean. It was yeah. like yeah. You know what? I think I like the story so much and I like Tom Holland so much that I was really enjoying it. And Tom Holland was fantastic. Yep. And it's like I said, it's too bad you didn't get to see her more in the film, but she is she is gritty and and fantastic. And I can't I can't stress it enough. It's one season. I think it might even be on Prime. Mm. But check out Wayne cuz that show is great. Um but uh yeah, so Lava we got from as we talked and this was apple plus and now we're gonna go on to another vod some more video on demand uh the mauritanian from this year 2021 uh this is the story of mohamedou uld slahi and his fight to be released from Guantanamo prison, where he was detained by the United States government for 14 years without being what? charged without being charged with any crime. Tahar Rahim stars as Slahi, along with Jodie Foster as his lawyer, Nancy Hollander. Foster won a Golden Globe this year for her performance. Not to take anything away from Foster, but this performance was not award-worthy in any way. It was, however, solid, as the rest of the cast was. This film is partly based on Slahi's book, Guantanamo Diary. There are many things I liked in this film. I liked the use of 4-3 aspect ratio during the interrogation scenes as it helped paint the picture of being trapped in a box. I really mm. liked Benedict Cumberbatch's performance as he mm. struggles with his duty, slowly realizing that his country... Uh, sorry, <laughs> that he struggles with his duty... Slowly reeling that, that is what his country is doing. Overall, though, I felt this focus too much on Foster's character, who regrettably was not that interesting. I think the film could have been better served and perhaps more effective if we spent more time with Slahi and perhaps less time with his white saviors. Give me 20 more minutes of Raheem Slahi's... Sorry. Give me 20 more minutes of Raheem's Slahi and 20 yeah, less... Yeah, say that five times Exactly. Fast. I'm going to try it one more time, too, so people understand what I'm saying. Give me 20 more minutes of Raheem's Slahi and 20 less minutes of Foster's Hollander, and this could have been Mondo, as it would have turned the focus more on the person the story was about. However, this version of the story takes the focus away from Slahi a little too much, which in turn makes this film very good instead of great. It makes it meh. What is what's going on today? Is there? Hold on. Is Uranus in line with Pluto or something? Like everything is the same. Like we're the same person. What's happening? Is this is this because it's St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, So (laughs) the first eight minutes in, and I'm like. I'm not so sure I love this direction. The shots of the Mauritanian with his mother were like way overdone. You get, I get it. You love your mom. And he, this, this, this way of him of capturing a shot for too long to me was kind of annoying. Uh, Bernie Cumberbund, as always, was, had such a transformation in both his acting and his voice. I didn't even know it was his voice. Like, I was like, did they do an overdub here? Because (laughs) this does not sound like him in any way. Like, he completely changed his voice. Did you not, did you not catch that? Like, it was just like, wow, this like seven octaves lower than he speaks. And it was like, yeah, like, what the hell? He was so good in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's so motherfucking brilliant, hands down in this film. This director does love to make a point 
and I get the feeling overemphasizing so people get the point. But I am not a fan of that. And so it was bothering me through most of the film. Uh, show me and move on. Acting by everyone I thought was amazing. Uh, I really felt each actor was that actual person. Jodie Foster is always mesmerizing. Wink. Yep. Wink. Uh, I did feel as though I was watching, as I was watching, there was more in this film that needed to us to know, which is kind of similar to what you were saying. This included the interviews with our Mauritanian. Almost like they took a short and stretched it out to a movie size. At least that's the way I felt. I was also mesmerized uh, by the whole Bernie story and uh, found that very interesting. Um, and the acting was great, but, you know, this Cuban sandwich of a film was just meh. Yeah, it was. This is like three in a row. Have we ever had an entire episode of 100% meh? Uh, I'm going to... Spoiler alert. If you think the next <laughs> one's meh, then this is going to be maybe the first one. All right. It's a Mondo. I was, what was I talking about? <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, meh, meh, meh so far. <laughs> so funny uh, yes. uh, well it made it there for me oh well yeah it's, it's, um, it's interesting oh, okay. it's interesting we'll, we'll talk about this one for a little longer though it's it is interesting that uh uh, uh jodie foster actually won the golden globe for her performance in this which she did now was that best actress yeah or supporting actress i believe it was best actress but don't quote me on that yet having said that and so whether so whether took wh it away from viola davis I uh, what? Uh, yeah, maybe. I have to. I'm not. I'm not positive. But uh, she, she either won for best actress or best supporting actress, which is you know I'm, I I don't even know how they determine these things anymore. Whether you're the, you're it's the star of the show or you're a supporting actor, but I might talk about that later as well. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, she absolutely was good. She was very good. She was mesmerizing as always, but this wasn't yep. an award-winning performance. It was it no, was, there wasn't enough. No. There wasn't enough content for no. her to to act her way out of it, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, there's and just even a comparison, like I don't know, there wasn't a big story in Ma Rainey's yeah, Black Bottom, right? Yeah, but, the, 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 but but yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say Viola Davis, like. She just talks for five minutes, and I'm like, like I'm literally, my mind is just like, what is happening? Yeah. Viola Davis is taking over my mind. Wow. Uh, whereas Jodie Foster, she was great. Like, the, it's a good thing Jodie Foster wasn't in Ma Rainey's film, or she would have been knocked at the mesmerized list. <laughs> There's no one that could have taken down Viola Davis in that movie. No, uh, it's but uh, as I was kind of getting towards. She wins for the Golden Globes. She's not even nominated for an Oscar. And I think the Academy Awards got it right. <laughs> and the Golden Globes, I don't know what they were doing this year. I, was, I never know what they're doing anyways. As you know, we, we don't typically agree with what the award shows do. And you hate them, period. And eh, I don't like them. Um, but uh, it's weird that she won there and not even nominated here. So... Anywho, yeah. Well, thank God we have these award shows that yeah, are it's the so best, amazing. Right? They're so good. I so really, good. So you know good. what? We need to. You know what? We need to do. I know we do our Mondo uh, ten and Rage five every year, but we should actually we should actually do our own. That's what I think we should do next year. We'll do our what now? We'll do our own. Oh, okay. We'll we'll talk about the films we saw in two thousand twenty one, and at the end of the year. We'll just make the entire episode uh, Armando 10 and top five, and then we'll have certain categories and we'll just pick the ones that we think should win and, and not the ones that people should listen to. All right. Sure. I'm, Let's I'm do game. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's done. We have to come up with a snappy name for our awards. We'll have to work on that. How about they get the Giant Rage Award? It's terrible. You're right. It's got to be snappy. Yeah, that's that's just a terrible, terrible idea. But uh, 
We got time. We'll work on it. We got time. We got yeah. It's only March. Exactly. We're gonna. Uh, we're not gonna be doing anything until probably then anyway. So. Yeah. Nothing but time. We've got no life, no life. So what else did we see there, Jim? We saw something on Shudder. Dum-dum. Thank you. Dum-dum. Stay out of the fucking attic from 2020. And a group of ex-cons turned movers are convinced by their creepy client to pull an all-nighter as the night progresses, they uncover the horrors that exist inside an old Victorian mansion. And it's directed by Jerry Lauder and written by five or six people and stars a bunch of people I don't know I've ever seen. So you should check out who they are, maybe or don't, one of the two. Uh, so uh, stay out of the attic. So I think we're going to have a disagreement because I have a feeling I already know we're going with yours. First off, uh, if you're going to name a movie, name it that's related to what's happening in the movie. So that was that was the first problem that I have this, because I don't even think they go into the attic. Not once. And they don't even go near the attic. I thought they were at the door of the attic once, weren't they? Yeah, they were at the door. They never did, did, did go in. So maybe that's, Somebody that's, went to the attic. I, didn't someone well, go I think into they the opened attic? it at the end. Maybe they opened it at the end. It was just a top floor. There was not There yeah, was an attic that we didn't get to see. I don't know. Like, it was like the upstairs. It wasn't really an attic. <laughs> it's it just was... the upstairs. Don't don't go upstairs. There's a Victorian mansion. The attic's big. Attic. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's like... uh, so this, <laughs> this movie tells you exactly what you need to know, and that's stay out of the fucking attic. Uh, and yet, I'm still not convinced that we saw an attic. Uh, music in this is very gothic, carpenter-esque, with big organ sounds to build suspense, which gives it a vintage feel, which I actually love uh, that type of music. I, I love Carpenter's music at the best of times. And it wasn't necessarily true influenced by Carpenter, but it ha- I had that feel for me anyway. Uh, had a kind of reverse of the people under the stairs, except it was twins and they were on the top floor. Still don't think they were in the attic, but wait. They also had a basement, which they spent a lot of times in. So they technically were also under the stairs. Like a spooky house under the stairs sandwich. Hmm. Great use of shadow and light throughout the shooting with very basic shooting style, but effective. Uh, A little sad that the creepy German dude was not into a German sex party, but he sure delivered, delivered on the creepy Nazi vibe. You know me, I'm always game for a creepy German torture or sex party, whichever comes first, and most of the times it's me. Some of the dialogue was overtly forced and mostly uh, not good and quite overdone, especially when shit started to go all people in the attic-y, sort of. Uh, It was a creepy, filthy trip to a spooky torture house with lots of silly monster scares and enough torture and kookiness for people to like. The German dude brought the le- the level of creep. Uh, not sure a 100-year-old man would be so strong and agile, but okay. Maybe drinking people juice does that. I don't know. Had a good spin on the Joseph Mengele, which in my opinion doesn't get enough Nazi film time. I think, you know with all the Nazi movies that they have and all these horror Nazi films, they don't nearly have enough manga left. So I was happy to see that. Um, they said stay out of the fucking attic, but they sure stayed in the basement a lot, had its share of bad, but not enough good to keep me interested all the way to the end. Bloody Nazi skull crushing. I want to say low meh worth the trip to German non-sex party torture fest. And remember always, make sure the superhuman Nazi gets his skull crushed the first time and always assume he ain't dead. Has Zombieland not taught us anything? Double tap. So that was a low man? <laughs> yeah. Right. I like some of the stuff. I like the fact that it was made. Here's the thing. Like it, it's called it Stay Out of the Attic or Stay Out of the Whatever Attic. Motherfucking attic. Okay, so they did. So what's your problem? <laughs> oh, I, don't, I just, I'm just expecting more from the attic. 
Yeah, but what's it, the, it's what's called going stay on out of the, the attic. attic. So they stayed out of the attic. They did exactly what the title told them to. Yeah, but I wanted so to what's know your what problem? was in the attic. Oh, you're just nitpicking now. <laughs> so, stay out of the attic. Fucking attic? The last third of the movie, things pick up, but the first two thirds introduces me to characters that I don't really care much about. Plus, the whole film is a little too well lit. Didn't you find that the whole film was, like, too well lit? That was my problem with it. I thought there was a bit of... There wasn't. ...use of shadows in there. Nah, there was no shadows. It was too... It was way too well lit to to be creepy at all, really. It's an old Victorian mansion. It is one of the easiest settings to turn up the creep factor, but the rooms were all lit brightly with everything in plain view. No mystery. No wondering what may be in the shadows, as there were barely any shadows. As I think about it, I feel that alone that could have improved this movie tremendously. To not bathe every scene in light in the, and the atmosphere could have been more haunting, improving the whole tone of the film. But other than that, nothing much to speak of. We got a Nazi performing experiments on humans, and we got to watch people pack things into boxes. Yeah, that's that's usually a mondo for you. We also got, we got a few ineffective scares. Wait. Is this Mondo for you? Because <laughs> that's your best. Stay that's like tuned. If you say, what's, what's got, my favorite movie? It's a movie that nothing happens. We got a few ineffective scares here and there. This was basically a waste of my time. Yeah, you know, it was only 80 minutes long. I've done worse things for 80 minutes. This was not good, <laughs> but it wasn't awful. This was absolutely the lowest of mez. <laughs> We have a title for our episode. It's the Mez. <laughs> it's the Grand <laughs> Slam of Mez. There's four of them. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't be happier. This uh, is awesome. Okay, now that we've rated them all meh, I think I think we need to rank them. So, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so, of these four Mez, which would you say was the best of them? The best meh? Hmm. I think you're going Which, cherry. Yeah, I think it would have been cherry. I think, I just, although I was really mad with that stupid epilogue. Yeah. Just hated it. Yes, I I think. Yeah. So you're going cherry. I think I'm going Mauritanian. That's my number one mat of the week. Okay. <laughs> and number, I'm gonna number two. It number two is going to be cherry for me. And I'm going to go number two Mauritanian. Yeah. And then it's got to be lava. Then it's and lava, then, and then it's. Stay yeah. out of the yeah <laughs> motherfucking attic. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. Well, well this is, <laughs> everybody, if you want to watch the best man of the week, you can choose Cherry or, or, the, or the Mauritanian. Those are the two best mas. <laughs> you won't be, maybe, but maybe not disappointed. Mm, I see. I see. All right, so. Are you ready for uh, this? Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. I am always ready for this. And I know we've skated around this issue, and I may have even brought it up once before, but this last week, I hit a huge wall. I walked by a gym, and it was half full of people, and they were all sweating and breathing, and they're supposed to be <clears throat> not, not, it's not supposed to be a case of, they're supposed to be doing anything heavy cardio to have breathe heavy but I mean if you jump do jumping jacks 10 times in a row you're probably breathing heavy so we have restaurants that are now at 25 to 35 percent capacity where every time I've been in a restaurant I don't feel safe and yet and then we have the gyms which you know and people go we need our gyms because you know, like, otherwise we're going to go crazy because we need to work out. I'm like, okay, I get that, but there's other ways to work out, and I get it. You haven't been able to go to the gym. But there's other people that their life is the movies, and that's me. And I know it's other friends. And um, I've, I can 100% guarantee that the movie theaters are safer 
than the gyms or the restaurants, and yet we cannot open them up. This is my rage this week. It pisses me off more than anything else. They're lumping in theaters with concerts and and whatnot. And before the move, before we shut down the last time, and I'm not sure what it's like in everybody else's city, but if movie theaters are closed and they may not open, man, like because in the states they're talking about the largest um, movie theater chain is is not going to make it out of this, and we may not we may see the same thing here in Canada. So I'm pissed. I'm a little mellow today. Because it's St. Patrick's Day and I haven't started drinking my beer yet. But yeah, that's my rage. Open the fucking theaters so I can go see a movie. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, that was it? That's all I got, man. <laughs> I am a, it's an easy rage this week. I'm just so pissed. I can't take this fucking COVID anymore. It's making me crazy. I'm literally losing my mind. Yeah. All right, sir. Ah, well, my obvious rage this week would be... Not enough Nazi? No. My obvious rage would be the fact that Riz Ahmed has been nominated for the Best Actor at the Academy Awards, and once again, he has no chance because they're going to give it to Chadwick Boseman, uh, even though his performance, while excellent, was not even close to the best performance of the 2000s turned in by Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal. But that is not my rage this week. Although my rage does have to do with the Academy Awards, my rage this week is the fact that we have two people nominated for Best Supporting Actor that were the lead actors in the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. How can you call their roles supporting? They are literally the two faces on the movie poster. If they are not the stars, then who the hell is? The movie is about Fred Hampton and Bill O'Neill, who are played by Daniel Kaluuya, and Lakeith Stanfield. They are Judas and the Black Messiah. And what irks me even more is that Paul Ritchie was nominated in the same category as he actually was a supporting actor to the performance of the 2000s turned in by Riz Ahmed. His performance in Sound of Metal deserves an Oscar nod, but he has no chance as Daniel Kaluuya is going to win in the Best Supporting Actor category when anyone who watched this movie would tell you he is undoubtedly the star of the film. And in no way could his role be considered supporting. The supporting actor category is a total farce. That is my rage. So let me make sure I get this straight. Because there was two lead actors, they had to say they were both supporting each other? I guess is that what so. Their I don't. Is? I don't know. I don't know what the concept is. It's just. It's so stupid right now. It's literally the poster is them, and they are Judas and the Black Messiah. Like that's them. Just, the movie's about them. There isn't a scene in the movie where one of them isn't in it, and for most of it, they're both in it. I don't understand. So maybe they, maybe there's stupid rules and. God forbid I complain about award shows and what they do. God forbid. So they probably have gone with there's no lead because they're both leads. So they get... I don't don't understand any of it anymore. Why could they not have two leads and they're both nominated for the lead actors? Yeah. Well, you've got a lead. You can have a lead actor and a lead actress in a movie, right? Yeah, so why well, can't there, you there was no lead They're actress in this movie. They were both the lead. I don't understand. Well, why can't one of them be the lead actress then? I don't get it. Why do we even why have not? lead actor why? and lead actress? That's a good point. Why? Really? We shouldn't. We should, we, have, shouldn't. we should have two awards and they can both be men or both be women or someone who's transgender or whatever, right? Sounds like good now to what? We, what exactly someone who's maybe asexual doesn't choose uh, sex and now they can't get nominated? I don't get it. Like, yep. It should be just best person there you go. in a movie. There you know what? You they go. just need to keep putting more things in there for people to get more awards. 
Yeah. It's like, why is there not just one award? The best actor this year was Riz Ahmed. Done. Damn. Or or Viola Davis. Either one. Done. It's a battle to the death. Yes. Right? It doesn't have to be. It's, it's, right? it's still like, going to Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Wait, yeah, but, I, but I don't classify Chadwick Boseman's acting in that movie as the best thus, last year. I so know you don't. So I'm like, he was okay, very, he was minute. very good, but he was great. He, he was wasn't award worthy. Yeah, he was mesmerizing, but he wasn't okay. Okay, wait a minute. You know what I just did as we're leading into the lists? What did you do? I think I might have just did a throwdown. Are they are well? Are they even both on the mesmerizing list? Yes, they both are. <laughs> Guess what we're talking about next, people. So, wait a second. <laughs> Does that? They were only in one movie together, right? Doesn't matter. It's the throwdown is about to happen. That is a, just not a fair fight. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's what it is. It's gonna be terrible that we have to remove him. <laughs> anyway, finish your rage. <laughs> I'm finished my rage. I just don't understand this whole stupid supporting actor garbage. <laughs> I don't either. It's yes. the most idiotic thing ever. I tell you. All right. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. So before we get on with the lists, I think we've got a uh, some sort of advertisement or little trailer or what's going on, Jim? Promo. It's a promo. Hey there, this is Frankie Sparks. And this is Scott Eisenberg. We're married. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick. Every week, Scott and I introduce each other to a new movie the other one has never seen. We talk about it, give our thoughts on it, and also share some behind-the-scenes fun facts. We want you guys to come along and enjoy the movies with us. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at ShootTheFlick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. Come and listen to us now as Frankie and I Shoot, shoot the, the Flick! These are my bestest buddies on the Twitter. So everybody should go check out Shoot the Flick. They are freaking awesome. And they like to rage a bit. So that's always fun. Well, the throwdown has been thrown out. Wow, we can probably just do this right now, right? It's, it's kind of going to happen. The throwdown, as we've done before, but we couldn't have a deciding factor. But when two mesmerized go against each other in a movie and someone throws it down, there is a mesmerize off. And, okay, so here's a question. Can he ever get back onto it? Well, he's not alive, so he <laughs> once he's been removed, is he gone? Is he gone forever? I don't know. <laughs> Seems kind of a shame, but them's the breaks? Well, he's been out mesmerized. Oh, there's no question. I mean, I can't I can't argue with it. In uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Viola Davis, just it's not even close. It's a it's a it's a it's a massacre. Yeah, it's it's a massacre. Um fortunately the mesmerizing they own the stage. So if they're on if there's two people battling it out. And they're both mesmerizing. One is going to be mesmerizing and the other one is not. And if it's that obvious, yeah. unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman, buddy, you used to be mesmerizing <laughs> until you met Viola Davis on screen. It seems so wrong. It seems so wrong, but it's it's the way of the world, man. If you, if you can't out-mesmerize her, then you don't deserve the title. It's just the way it is. All right. There's no question that Viola Davis was way more mesmerizing in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom than Chadwick Boseman was, which I guess gets him off the list. And God help anybody else that has to go against Viola Davis. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I okay. So let's just okay. Well, you're starting to think of who, maybe you've thrown got one thrown out for me. I'm just gonna list some of our our mesmerized here, okay. so that you know we can we can sort of figure out in our own mind, you know, who who could who could potentially go up against her. And I I don't know if there's anybody ever that can out mesmerize her. Oh, okay. So here I'm just gonna read off you know the first few. So we have J.K. Simmons. We have Mads Mikkelsen. And the number three on our list, who, you know, this is, this is the list in order of what we put them on. Yep. So the first person was J.K. Simmons. You kiboshed Mads for making it on the undoubted list. And then Viola Davis was number three. Jeff, okay, so here's one. This could be tough. Viola Davis versus Jeffrey Rush. Ooh, I don't think they've ever been in a film together, but that would be... Whew. I know. Yep, Gary Oldman, Daniel Day-Lewis, Kathy Bates, Tilda Swinton, uh, Javier Bardin, Steve Buscemi, Helena Bottom Carter, Reese Darby, Ben Kingsley, Francis McDormand, John Malkovich, Willem Dafoe, Max von Sydow, Johnny Depp, Philip Baker Hall, uh, Toshiro Mifune, I can't pronounce that one, Mifune, Sid Haig, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Brian Cox, Benicio Del Toro, Robert Duvall, Allison Janney, Nicholas Cage, Isabel Hubert, Stephen McCaddy, uh, and I can't pronounce his name terribly, Dimon Hansu, uh, Vinnie Jones, Chris Cooper, Maggie Smith, Bill Nye, the, the acting guy, uh, Sally Field, Jeff Goldblum, Michael Caine, Leonardo DiCaprio, Forrest Whitaker, Wanda Sykes, Russell Crowe, Jodie Foster, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, sorry, Chadwick, you're no longer on it. Uh, Crispin Glover, Lon, Lon Chaney, uh, William H. Macy, <laughs> Peter Stormort, Richard Jenkins, Cillian Murphy, Ellen Bernstein, uh, John Carl Lynch, Veronica Cartwright, and you know what? There's a few more. But that's that's who she's that's who they're gonna go up against. Yes. These are the people that could battle out to the finish. And if a throwdown happens, man, they, we gotta. Now that we've got enough people on the mesmerized list, though, there's gonna be more people coming off because these 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 great actors are gonna bump into each other. Yeah. At some point, I need to take a look at that list and see if I can uh, pair off some and see what happens. Because I, I got them down. With, with, with all them actors, they must have all starred in the same movie at some point, at least a few of them. Yep. All yeah. Right. Here's another one Frances McDormand. Like, I just love her <laughs> beyond belief. So yep. if she was with Viola Davis, I don't know, man. That would be a tough call. Oh, well, Steve Buscemi. R- remember Steve Buscemi it's, and it's, Frances McDormand are together in, uh, in Fargo. Oh, the SAR. That is. You know what we got to do this week, and I'm not sad about it. We might have to watch rewatch Fargo. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Wow, McCormick was great, but so was Buscemi in that. Like they were fantastic. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Wow. This that's... is gonna be this is gonna be good. Next week, people, stay tuned. Okay. Who's yeah. gonna survive? Yeah, Francis McDormand versus Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. And we both have to have the same consensus. So if you pick one and I pick the other, yeah, then they're both. They which, stay on. which happened with Nick Cage and Willem Dafoe, didn't it? Yeah. Yep. They're both yes, still on. Uh, Until next time. Until next time. Yes. Now, do you have anybody this week? Do you have anybody I, for the repulsive list? No, I got nothing this week. I, I was. I got one. I was. Let's just. Last I'm week. just going to bring one out. All right. What you got? Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm, I was born ready. Yes, you were. So, I am pulling out for the repulsive list, Taylor Lautner. You know that it, you know you know you can't be repulsive for me. Why? Because you love Twilight. Twilight's great. Yeah, but he's repulsive in it. Yeah. He's terrible. Yeah, he's re- terrible. Re- you you see him and you see. Yeah, the other two he's together, terrible. And he's just terrible. Yeah, he's absolutely he's terrible. He's repulsive. But he's not so bad that I avoid his movie because I didn't avoid it at all. Yeah, I've, but I've watched you, it more than once. Did. Yeah, but he's repulsive in it. No, it's not. The, 
Repulsive, it means that he is so bad that you literally try to avoid his movie. I didn't. I'm not yeah, but, to avoid but that that's movie one movie. What about all his other movies? I didn't Have know you he avoided made, every single. I don't know that he made any other movies. <laughs> He's made a lot. In what fact, other movies? I think he was in that. I think he was in Shark Boy versus Lava Girl. Didn't you have to watch that? Or Spy Kids? Yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't have to watch that because I watched something else instead. The other Spy Kids. Yeah. The other Spy Kids. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So here's the thing. He could be. He can be in one movie. We had. We've had other people that are on the repulsive list that were on good movies. Mm. It's not because of that. It's like. Do you want to see him in any other movie? This is your first time you saw him. You realized he was repulsive, and now you don't want to watch anything else he's made. Eh, I don't know. If he was in a movie. I wouldn't avoid it. You wouldn't avoid it yeah. because he's in it? Why would I? Because he's repulsive? Eh. He doesn't... It's, it's, <laughs> no. <laughs> he's fine. He's, okay. he's like a pylon. He's like they put a pile on in the movie. He does. I don't really have any strong feelings either way. <laughs> I just drive around it. Yeah, just, well, they, just they, drive around it. It's like you could replace him with a pylon with a little face on it, and it'd be the same thing. It's not repulsive. It's a pylon. Except for he had really good. He has a really good body, so he's like a pylon with a super hot body. Okay, pylon. Yeah, pylon with a six pack. It's fine. Okay. Okay, well. You heard it here first, folks. Taylor Lautner is not repulsive. He's terrible. He's a bad actor. <laughs> but he's not repulsive. <laughs> okay. He's, okay. Just a just a god awful actor. Like he's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. Tell me why he's not doing a lot of stuff. Well that's the thing. I don't even have so, to yeah, I don't even have to avoid him. He's not in anything. Now I'm curious as to see what he's in. Yeah, let's look it up. Let's see what Taylor Lautner's been doing lately. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's making um, what are those things called? TV shows? Or maybe he's making I don't know change somewhere. He hasn't done anything since 2018. He was in a TV show called Cuckoo. Ah, Cuckoo. Never he was in a couple episodes of Scream Queens. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He made The Ridiculous Six with your favorite comedian, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. also terrible. I don't know that I don't know who he you're was even in, talking about. My favorite comedian? Yeah, Adam Sandler. With my the Ridiculous Six. I like, I oh, like Adam sure? Sandler. Nah, it's not my favorite you sure? comedian. Yeah, I'm positive. Sure? Oh, okay. If you put I'm me on the spot, though, I couldn't tell you who my favorite comedian is. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's me? Probably Adam Sandler. I'm, I'm my favorite comedian. <laughs> Nobody makes me laugh harder than me. It's true. I love myself also. <laughs> okay, well, that's all we're going to do this week. But we got we got to watch an extra movie next week to see what happens in Fargo. Uh, I don't mind watching Fargo again. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, me neither. Let's do that. Thank, thank God I own it. Yeah. Sure that somebody owns it. Maybe Maybe Kim owns it. Maybe. Yeah. And if not. I can always lend it to you. Yeah. Yes. We'll find a way. Somehow. Yep. Some way. All it's right. worth buying it. Yeah. Last week on Rage or Dare, Jim got the full force of my newly filled bag of rage when he picked 2004's double penetrating rom-com. I really should have read this in advance. Chasing Liberty. This week, Jim and I will get to continue to pull from our listeners' dare bag until we get Merman's new and improved bag of rage. Let's check in with Jim and see what he thinks of what I consider the least rageful item in my horrifying bag of rage. So what'd you think of uh, Chasing Liberty there, Jim? So Tom Petty, American Girl, starts this off. Cool. And I could not have been happier. I'm like, I love Tom Petty. Yeah. So much musical fun. So awesome. The music is in this 
fun comedic romp into multiple love stories. Ah, pure bliss. Sounds excellent. And this so original and heartwarming story just unfolds before your eyes. Yes, it's not just one, but two love stories happening at the same time. Wow, so much bliss and teenage love. Oh. This is the tale of the 18-year-old daughter of the President of the United States going on a journey with her handler. Everything about this heartwarming and cute little love story and everything about it is believable. And I'm sure it happens every time teenage girls in the White House go to Europe. I loved everything about this sweet romantic tale. Well, that's what someone would say if they had only ever watched teenage rom-coms their entire life. I, however, have seen many other types of films in my life. And these two genres, teenage love stories and stupid movies mashed together as a film that caused an unsurmountable amount of rage as the story only a 12-year-old could craft and think anyone who saw this movie that was so predictable and unoriginal would think it was entertaining. Yes. I wanted to barf the entire film. After Tom Petty was done singing, I was singing a tale of woe. This was a stupid, predictable, unbelievable, annoying film. And if this is the least oh, the worst thing... In this rage bag, yes. I am truly afraid what is coming next. This movie was a rage, and it was a hard, hard rage. Even my wife was like, "Why are you? <laughs> why do you keep making me watch these terrible movies?" And I'm like, "Because I was dared to." <laughs> She's like, "That's not a good enough reason." <laughs> it's the it's the way it is. <laughs> This movie was totally deplorable. I can't believe anybody ever made this movie I'm, or watched it. I am telling you, that was the best movie in the bag. I am afraid. I, see, what ended up happening is when I made my first Rage Bag, I don't know why I was so easy on you, but I decided. I the same way. I decided, you know what? This time, screw it. Gloves are coming off. I am putting in just deplorable you know crap and you are you are you are in for it man you every time you got a pluck from created our, yep. you know i think what it is when we when we started our rage bags we didn't truly know what made each of us rage true enough and now now we do so we're gonna be hand picking oh, these th it is the, the, i'm it telling is my bag on. is ugly like that <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't seen nothing yet mister uh, uh, I can't you wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. Well, that was uh, that was quite enjoyable. Thank you for that. I feel like I, mean, I need to uh, to apologize to Monique, though. I just <laughs> I I feel kind of bad. Send her a message. Yeah. Well, wait till next week if I have to pick it. Well, I get the dare bag next week, so maybe it won't be nearly as bad. Uh, on that right, note, well, so what are we, we seeing? Yeah, we got nothing from Murray yet, eh? So we got it. We're nope. stuck with the dare bag, which generally is yep. like nothing but gold. So it's uh, solid gold for you, solid shit for me. I'm gonna pull something out. Notice I'm looking right at the camera. I'm not cheating at all. I'm not looking into the bag. There, there is the bag, by the way. Yeah, yeah, there it is. It's beautiful. Okay, I have something. Listening. All right, and I am looking, and you're reading, and I, I am seeing. I have not looked closer. Actually. Oh my god! Is it good? I have been. It's terrible. It's Highlander two. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so so bad. I don't think oh I've seen god. Highlander one. Do I need to see Highlander one to appreciate Highlander two? I know Sean Connery was in. Was he in just the first one? Is it Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert or whatever his name is? Well, there there shouldn't have been a two because there can be. They keep saying through the entire Highlander, right. there can be only one. Okay, so but what, apparently there's a Highlander too. So what? So what's a Highlander? 
uh, it's a guy who wears a kilt, I think. Yeah. And then, yeah. I've seen lots he of guys only, in kilts. There can so be only can, there can be only one. There are literally tens of well, probably millions of Highlanders, and I don't know. I c- I kind of want you to see the first one. I actually I actually enjoy the first one, but Highlander Two: The Quickening. Is that what it's called? The Quickening. On, yep, happens to be on Prime. Oh, so good. So it doesn't we cost can get anything. it for free. Nice. And apparently, Sean Connery plays a part in it, but it's probably one of his memories. Whoa! Mm. But the mesmerizing Michael Ironside is in it. Ah, yeah, maybe it'll be yeah. good. Maybe it's not as bad as you remember. Oh no, I remember this being ter- completely terrible, and uh, it would be one. If I was braiding up the dare bag for you, yeah. this would be in it. Oh. <laughs> but maybe you should see Highlander one. <laughs> maybe you should see Highlander one first, uh, just to see. I don't know this. I don't think I got time for that. <laughs> yeah, we still got to see Fargo. Exactly. All right. Well, I am not looking forward to this week either. No, no. <laughs> so Highlander two. What is it? The quickening. The quickening. Bum bum bum. Go. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to extended film age crew of Leonard Common for his artistic vision of photography via Leonard Common Photography. And Bex Goose for her animation skills at Potato Lady Podcast Reviews.com. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com. See what we look like on our YouTube channel by searching FilmRage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment often everywhere you feel, including FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.